What up, y'all? It's your boy, Jimmy Dukes, and we're here for another podcast here on the Jimmy Dukes Gaming Podcast channel. It's weird to say that, but uh, I'm excited to have one of my good friends that uh, I grew up working-wise in our early 20s, but um, we're here in her beautiful tattoo studio, and I'm going to fuck it up already. <laughs> Can you say the name? Sana Sanctum. Sana Sanctum. So Miss Alyssa here is a tattoo artist and business owner. So um, I uh, quick little background between me and her. We used to work uh, in a sports department for the city and we we knew of each other. And but we didn't start working with each other until we did a certain sport. We got to know each other. But it was cool because um, while we were both going to school, I was doing IT stuff. She was in art. You know, she started pursuing something that uh, led to this. So I wanted to sit down and have a conversation with her. But so um, thank you for coming on and letting me come over and wreck your place. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. So um, give us a little background about yourself as far as like how you got into the art space and and things like that. Um, well, I mean, I always grew up like drawing or painting or doing anything sort of as like an outlet to cope to just deal with life stressors. Uh, and then once I decided that I was going to go to UTEP, that was my main goal to um, be an artist. Um, but I realized very quickly that there's not a whole lot of things you can do past a certain point with a degree like that. So I got a little bit, uh, not scared, but I, I got a little more pragmatic and decided that I was going to do something plus that. So it wasn't like the main focus. Um, so I have a BA in psychology, but my minor was in painting. So I was able to get like the, both, the best of both worlds, I guess. Um, and then during one of my <clears throat> one of my off summers, um, my cousin actually let me guest spot or like hang out with him as like an apprentice at his shop. But um, I always knew I was going to go back to school and I feel really bad because he thought I was going to stay there with him and I didn't. Um, but that was like the introduction to tattooing. And then uh, shortly after, I don't know, maybe like a year after I met somebody that was a tattooer and um, I started getting more involved in like being around the area and like just learning about the space and different things of like that specific shop. Um, that didn't work out. So then I moved to a different place, um, that also didn't work out. So I moved <laughs> to a different place. Uh, and then, well, the one that I was at for seven years, they accepted me right off the bat. Like they, I showed them my portfolio of paintings. And so the owner was really, really great. And he let me, um, start there. So I apprenticed for a little bit with him cause he knew I already had a wrap of like apprenticing for yeah. a minute. Um, so he kind of trusted me a little bit more. And then eventually I just started pulling in walk-ins and working there with them. And I was there for seven years. So that's was, crazy. Yeah. Cause I remember when we were, when we were working together, you were, I remember, I remember that conversation because you're like, I'm going to school for art, but it's, I, I can't other than being an art teacher or like doing anything. Like I have to kind of have a backup and cause they're like, yeah, I want to paint and stuff like that. But at the same time, I was like, I can't just make a living just doing this. And I remember when you started tattooing and that was always a little joke. I always had, you're like, let me tattoo you. I was all, 
when you can do what I want, then you can fucking tattoo me. Until then, fuck you. But that was cool because that was one thing that, uh, you know, our friendship, we were, we were pretty cool because we worked weekends together and we got to know each other with, you know, Crystal and a lot of the other people we worked with, Greg and, and so on, that we all built a little bond. But that was always something that you were pursuing. And I always, I thought it was always cool. Even though I kind of gave you a hard time. Yeah, you, were, you did. You were always pursuing it. It's because I, I, I was giving you a hard time because I was like rooting for you. But at the same time, I was like giving you shit, like the brother giving you yeah, shit, right? Yeah. But it was cool that you were going through all that different stuff and you started taking it serious. And I remember just the different things that you had to deal with just, you know, being new on the block and let alone, you know, people just saying, oh, well, you're just an artist trying to tattoo, you know, like. So or you're just a girl. You're just a girl. Yeah. Well, that too. You that's know, you're just a girl one. too. Yeah. That's a that's a big thing that that um in this space, obviously, that it's male dominated. You know, obviously, but for you Still to is, yeah, yeah for you to go in there at those shops and you know kind of earn your keep was how people started respecting you, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was like a equation in my head of how it needed to roll. So. That respect was, you know, number probably on the top of my list that I needed to make sure that people understood I was serious, that I was committed, um, that I was going to listen, that I was going to, like, try my best, you know, and not not try to use something else to my advantage that would, you know, that has nothing to do with tattooing or mm -hmm. creating art or anything like that. So, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I like how you said that because um, obviously being a female, a lot of people didn't take you serious. So, and you're an apprentice, you know, I can't even imagine, but I remember that you stuck it out. That was one thing that, um, that um, I remember you always saying you kind of had a hard time or you always kind of, you, you wanted to not just be, Hey, I'm here just to be the girl to learn how to tattoo. No, I want to be taken serious for this craft. And, and I, do see myself pursuing this in a certain way. And then you built your clientele, you built your style and, you know, you got to the point to where you're like, fuck, I could do what you want now. And, you know, you did my tattoo and I was blown away. I, and obviously I was always supporting you, but when you started doing what I like my shit, I was like, God damn, this bitch got good. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was such a long time ago. If you did this today, it would have been way better. Yeah. You yeah. didn't want to fucking wait though. Yeah. So that's on you. Yeah. But it, it was cool because I remember like uh, I was like, well, I want this, this and this. You're like, well, let me just do this. I'm like, no, I want this. But it was cool because when you finally did, I was, you know, you were working on one, one spot and you already had a clientele and your style going and and you did this. And I was super happy. And, and I would just tell people, hey, look her up, check out her stuff. And and that's how it started going from there. But um, when you were tattooing and then you're like, all right. When was that pivotal moment in your line? Like, all right, school, school, I'm out of school. I really want to push this. You were working for, we were working at that place together at the time for the, for sports. And when did you say, you know what? I'm going to just stop this and then go full in on that. When was like a, that epiphany in your life where you're like, fuck, it's time to go, it's time to go all in on this. So I would like to mention that it's insane the amount of things you can do when you're in your 20s in the context of time because you don't need a lot of sleep and you can eat like shit. So you go to school for eight hours, you go to work for another eight hours, and then you go and do apprenticing someplace for another, I don't know, four or five hours because it's like the nightlife. 
Um, it's, it's insane. I don't know. I couldn't do it again. Like, I would never do it again. It's it's awful hours. Um, like, my body is not built like that anymore. But at a specific point in time, I think before I moved to the second to last place that I was at, um, I was told that nobody would want me, that I would never succeed, that I would be fired within two weeks of starting somewhere to tattoo. And in my mind, I thought, well, I guess I'm not shit. But then the other part of me was like, fuck that guy. Like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyways, because like, we're not guaranteed anything in this lifetime. Like, I have to just try my best and like see what happens. Um, and the whole school thing, I just knew I have an endpoint here. I need to get to it. I need to finish because I didn't work my ass off all these years just to throw it out the window and then decide I'm just going to tattoo. Like that was a commitment I made to myself that I'm going to finish this degree first and then I'm going to do the apprenticing when I need to. Um, but yeah, I just, I, that moment was like, I, I graduated. I was at the place I was at for seven years and um, it was just more of, all right, time to like focus um, you got what you wanted over here now let's get what you want over here like put your head down and just go and that's what I did for a few years to the point where it wasn't great for my physical health because I like didn't eat very well for myself um, barely drank water while I was tattooing just taking so many ibuprofen because my back hurt my everything hurt you know and then, like, eventually I start developing, like, kidney stones. And I know exactly from the point where it started because I was so focused on work. And, like, I have to be good. I have to be at the level that these men are. I have to get past the level that these men are. Like, there was always, like, a comparison. Like, because I'm a woman, I have to work twice as hard to get to this point because they don't believe that I can. Yeah. Not all of them. Yeah, yeah, Granted, yeah. there's a few that were, like, so supportive and so helping. And, like, I love those guys. But then there were the ones that are like rooting for you to yeah. fucking fail. And like, yeah, like I oh, watch this bitch, she's gonna fuck up. Yeah, yeah. You think you're hot shit, and you're coming over here with your art, yeah. and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't like translate to tattooing. But oh, that's what I was told often. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and you, I, I like that when people say that because uh, as I gotten older, and you know, I grew up, you know, playing sports and being told that I couldn't do certain things because I'm small. But I was always like that. Fuck you. I'm gonna show you. Yeah. No, it's that fuck um, you. I'm going to show fuel. you it's fuel. A lot of people either like you take that and you're kind of like, Ugh, maybe they're right. But sometimes how you said your other half were like, you know what? I'm going I'm to just show them that I can. So, you know, leading to my next question, like what, what were some of the biggest challenges? Obviously, you're being a, you're being a female, let alone in the tattoo space. Like when people would walk in, they were like, uh, I don't want her to do it. Like things like that. Like talk about <laughs> some of the biggest challenges of like just like being accepted by clients because you're a female like talk about little certain challenges that you had to deal with just being a female uh, artist in a in a shop with like eight or seven guys and you're the only female you know i guess i don't remember a lot of that it, it's so like blurry everything that happened in that time frame um i probably also kind of like throw it in the back of my head but uh some of them we're real supportive, especially women. Uh, they wanted to get tattooed by a woman because they felt safer. Um, there wasn't, you know, somebody trying to look down their 
cleavage or like touch them in inappropriate ways. And I felt like that was where I started getting my um, clientele base. And then with the men, I feel like there was probably more of that. Like, um, like how long have you been tattooing or right. are you really qualified to do this? Right. Or, <laughs> You're like, ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> and so, I mean, I kind of just like, do you want this fucking tattoo right. or not? Right. Cool. Bye. Yeah. You know? Like, right. It got to a certain point to where like you, you, you felt like I don't have to fucking sit here and try to sell you on my, on my, on my, uh, yes. on my skill. Like, either you want it or you don't. Here's my portfolio. This is what it can do and things like that. If you don't want to, then that's fine. <laughs> you know, just because, yeah, you're, uh, I don't, I'm not begging for you to, you know, for you to come here. But at the same time, I can do it. If you want to do it, I'm not going to sit here and pitter-patter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, some people would, once they have you, because I worked in more of like a street shop kind of thing. So it was more on like walk-in basis at first, or at least my first three years, um, You'd sit down and it'd be a dude, you know, and then it was always a fucking question. So how long have you been tattooing? Right. Like, like, do you, do you know what you're doing? Right. Like, can you even draw? Right. And that was always the, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, why would I be here, bro? You, if I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. You know, it, it, just to be fair, and I'm going to just say this because I'm a man, but when, when, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like if I, it, and I'm just being, uh, a, like a stereo, like a stereotype situation. Like, let's say I walk into a, a mechanic shop and I see a female as a uh, as a working on the cars. I'm gonna be like, uh, does she know what she's doing? But it sucks that people think that way. But it's it's true. Like even like I try not to think that way, and I've gotten better over time, obviously. You know, but um, but yeah, I can see how that can just you know people questioning you, and you're just you're then that makes give you self doubt a little bit of self-doubt yeah you know and just like i know what i'm capable but though i have to fucking prove myself every single goddamn time but i commend you that you kept doing it because how many people that you met in this space not male or female that after a while they're just like ah this is not for me oh yeah there's yeah there's a lot of those yeah they just don't last they can't hack the environment they can't hack like being told what to do or how to do it or criticized or whatever and it's it's like things that you have to work through specifically during that time because I don't know how it is anymore um like around tattoo industry stuff and like shops anymore I kind of like removed myself a little bit from that but um like the men there the people there it's very I wouldn't say it's crass but it's not it's not like an orthodox way to be you know you don't walk in a church and like expect it to be a certain way and it's not you know it's just like Shops are a specific kind of breed. Yeah. And so if you're not used to that or you're not willing to kind of adjust adapt. yourself and adapt, then you're screwed. Yeah. Because they're the ones that are going to say, okay, you can start tattooing today. Yeah. You know, like whoever your mentor is or whoever lets you in or whatever. So you kind of have to deal with it. And that's like the unfortunate part of it. But I mean, that's what I had to do. I can't speak for everybody else, but like you, you just fucking deal. Yeah. So like when you, you're going through all these different things and, um, you know, you know, you talked about di di moving to different shops and uh, how did that how did that motivation keep you coming in and out? Like after you're done with school and you started pursuing this, like how does how was that motivation just to keep showing up? You talked about like, damn, I, you were so focused and people were either rooting for you or rooting against you. But how was that just that motivation that kept 
getting you up every morning like all right let's go to the shop let's take care of shit let me work on things like how was that mindset like you were so driven how was that how did you keep that going at that time i think i'm really fucking stubborn so like if someone tells me no i figure out how to do it and better than them <laughs> um i think that's just been like my personality since i was younger uh i don't accept basic or passable or anything like i want to try to be excellent like that's part of the whole thing like if you want to just be average what are you doing mm -hmm. you know like why don't you want to try harder yeah be better like keep going keep growing um <clears throat> i think for me like even family members um some people that i thought were friends People that I was in a relationship with, like in certain times, um, different uh, owners or whatever that would tell me, you know, like, you can't do this. You're not going to be able to do this. Um, I think that was the. Just the basic, like, in spite of I had to, because yeah. then in my head, that was kind of like defining my worth. Like, well, if I don't do this, then they're right. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to be that. Like, yeah. I'm going to be better than that, you know? So it was just a no. Fuck no. I, I like that. Because, <laughs> like, it, uh, it, that's the thing, too. A lot of people either when they get criticized for doing something or not doing something or what are you doing or whatever, um, it'll question your motivation. It'll question things. But if you can sit there and, and get through it, I think that's when there's, like, that that breakthrough. And, you know, this leads me to, you know, the next breakthrough. I remember you got to the point to where you felt um, confident in your work, confident in your clients, the way you were handling everything. And you're like, I'm gonna open a shop. I remember you told me I'm gonna open a shop. I was like, what the fuck? You're gonna open a shop. She's like, yeah, I think, I think I'm gonna open a shop. And I remember that was always like uh, something that you had talked about and you were positioning yourself to get to that point. So when you got to that point, how, how exciting and nervous were you were like, okay, I, I'm in the position that I can do this. Now, now I can do this. Like, talk about going through all that. Um, so there were different reasons why I wanted to open this place. But particularly during that time was when we had, you know, COVID happening and <clears throat> people were dropping left and right like flies. And um, there was this understanding in me that knowing the people that I worked with and I, I do love them, but knowing that the seriousness of what was happening, like was almost non-existent in their eyes because, you know, tattooers are historically known as like pirates and like they go against the grain and they don't believe in, you know, basic things that a lot of people do. Like, I don't know, science. Um, yeah. So so the whole reasoning for opening this place was more because I felt like I would be safer mm -hmm. if I could control my environment and um, still do what I love. Um, besides the fact that I felt like if we're all going to either get sick or die, I don't know if it's in 2020 or 20, like later on, then like I need to just try like, yeah. what's the worst that can happen yeah. i fail and i have to go work for somebody else again yep. you know mm -hmm. it's like things that if you don't try you'll never know yeah. and in my head i felt like okay i'm turning well i just i just turned 30 
And I just felt like I don't want to be at this place. Not that there's anything wrong with that or anyone who's there, but I don't, for me personally, I don't want to like be here for longer than I feel I need to be, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's not out of being ungrateful or anything for like the things that the people did for me there. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with everything about me personally and feeling like I had stopped emotionally growing. I had stopped, like I was going through a lot of things in my life at that point. And I just felt like I need a change. Yeah. And I need to be able to do what I want, when I want, how I want it. And I need the space to reflect that. Yeah. And I need it to be welcoming and safe and mm-hmm. just like comforting and a place that people want to be when they're getting tattooed, not just because they want the work, they enjoy being in this place. And like, that was my goal. And that's cool that you say that because a lot of people in certain situations, big work, life, relationships, anything, like sometimes you outgrow your environment and you were already kind of were seeing that. And you're like, hey, and you just said it had nothing to do with the people there, or whatever. Just for me and my path and the way I want to go about this, I don't want to do this anymore. So yes. that gave you that 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 uh, that ability to be like, you know what? I might as well just try now and, and get into it. And um, you fucking did it. You know, yeah. I remember when you opened up the shop, uh, I was so happy for you. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, then, you know, she's doing it. And it was cool because it made me look back. To you just drawing all the time and, you know, going to school and then being an apprentice and getting shit on or doing little work and, and, you know, all that was paying off and, um, you opened up your shop, which was cool. And not only that, then you started kind of branching and doing little different things as well. Like you already had your style, which was cool. And, um, a lot of people would come to you for that style. And then the, this place is amazing, which will, I'll take shots and you guys will see it later, but. It is welcoming and it's clean, it's friendly and like um, it's welcoming. Like, why wouldn't you want to get a tattoo in a nice place compared to, you know, no, not not talking shit to other places, <laughs> but when there's five guys all getting tattooed in one area, yeah, you know what I mean. And there's so much stuff going on, yeah. like the private space that you provide here and like the more comfortable approach of it. I think it's cool because it sets yourself aside. You might not be getting a million people walking in through the door, but you got to the point to where you just have so much appointments, right? That it's just right. And like appointment the, based. the goal wasn't to get a million people coming through the door. The goal was to be selective about who is in this space because they contribute to like the energy that's in here. I think that's really important too. Besides getting something that they really like, like there, it's an exchange. Like tattooing is an exchange. It's not just like me doing everything, you know, like, People have to feel comfortable and like that they want to be here. And I think like the private experience is not for everyone. I understand that some people love the chaos. They love being around a bunch of noise and a bunch of people screaming and yelling and laughing and all that stuff. Um, But I think for my nervous system, that's not for me. I need a little bit different kind of one on one thing. And um, it's been working out for me. So that's great. (laughs) I like that you say that because like, hey, this is what I and I think a lot of people, when they start opening businesses that I've seen, I mean, I don't own a business or anything, but that I started doing this more often, uh, just with the content creation, I'm more selective who I work with. I don't need to work with somebody that I don't feel like it's the same. And uh, I'm in my own lane. So I just, you know, I, I surround myself with the right type of people. And if, you know, if it makes sense to talk to somebody like yourself that I've known for so long, and it just kind of like, wow, like, 
I'm pursuing this project where I want to sit to talk to people with their different journeys. And I uh, told you even before we started recording, I was like, remember, I was sitting there like, who can I talk to? And you were like the third or fourth person. I was like, oh, no shit. You know what I mean? Like she fucking, you know, all the stuff that she went through and did. And she said she was to do it and she did it. And she's still the same person that I know. I've never, uh, I know we're not the best of friends anymore. We might not talk. But we, when we do talk, it's like no time's passed. Recon- yeah. No time has passed. It's just like old time. It's no, yeah, it's like no time has passed. And I think that's how you can tell that when somebody has a good uh, friendship with somebody. Because it's like, well, where you been? What the fuck? Like, that's the first thing you want to hear when you see somebody you haven't seen in a long time. You know what I mean? So yeah. when, when we're talking about your business, how do you like handling like you have a shop? Even though it's a shoe, you have to pay for bills. And how was some of those things that... When you first start having a business and as you were doing it, like how did your friends and family, like, did you care or feel respect? Like you needed to feel respect amongst your family and your peers, or you just didn't give a fuck and you just did your own thing. So I think at some point there's a mixture of both. You have to, because if you care too much about what other people think of what you're creating, then it taints what you're making you know and it 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 just like a black cloud over it and then you're like why am I doing this to begin with so there's a little bit of that like a little pinch of it and then the rest of it you know is like yeah I'm just gonna do this because I want to do this and this is for me and yeah I mean I serve community that's also part of it but I felt like I was missing and lacking this thing when I didn't have this space Mm-hmm. And like it kind of like filled in that little space that I needed. You're like, oh, now now that I have my own spot, I could do what I want to do. And I'm pursuing a career that I love. Yeah, that you love. But there's overhead and there's things I have to pay for and there's inflation and all this other stuff that's happening in the last few years, you know, and it's and it's a little tough because I'm the one that's taking care of like being able to pay yeah. for that. Um, but it's so much reward. I'm telling you, it's, it's, you know, before I was here, I was somewhere else, right? And I didn't have to worry about any of the overhead. I didn't have to worry about yeah, shit. Electricity. I just, just, <laughs> had to just show up. And buy your supplies, go, you yeah. know, um, schedule your stuff, whatever. And, you know, some months were really great over there and it was cool, but I'd rather kind of stagger my schedule so that I can feel more fulfilled in what I'm doing, not just as a tattooer, but like as a creator of other things, as a painter, as a yeah. a wife, as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's this holistic thing that people don't really want to think about until something is taken from them, like their health or a person or a relationship. And that's when you start realizing like, oh, shit, I don't have the full picture. I'm not happy. Yeah. But it's not because I don't like what I do. It's because, you know, I'm not balancing anything. Yeah. And that, that, that's what, like my next question was like, how do you balance like so much going up? You talked about, you know, you know, you being a wife, you still wanting pursuing you being a business owner. You still got to work on your trade. It's not like you just stop learning how to tattoo or yeah, new techniques or, you know, keeping up with different uh, products and things like that. So how do you just kind of like keep that all that going? Like, all, like, how do you balance everything to where like you feel comfortable knowing that, when I'm at work, I'm I'm at work. When I'm with my husband, I'm doing this. Or when I need some time away, like how did when did it? How long did it take you to get in that groove? Because you've had this shop open for how long? 
three years. Three years. In August. So obviously the first year was the greatest year, right? Because you're like, oh fuck, I gotta do all this. I gotta do yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> the first year there was a fire under my ass to basically like you need to make these numbers every damn month because we don't know if we're gonna get shut down. We don't know if we're gonna be here in a couple months. You know, you have to have something to fall back on. So I was literally just like one, 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 like here we go, here we go, here we go. Like constant, um, like three tattoos a day, like just constantly, constantly, constantly. I'd draw at night. I'd come work for, you know, all of the sessions. And then I'd go back home, eat something, draw. Same thing, repeat, repeat, repeat for like the first year. And it was really taxing, you know, because it's like, damn, I have to do all this work now. Yeah. Like as a business owner, like shit. Yeah. It's not just like, eh, just show up. Yep. Do whatever you want. Yep. It, I mean, it sounds really romantic to have your own place and do all this stuff, but there's work. Yeah. Like it's not just... And I know people will be like, oh, well, you know, at the end, they're like, some people probably think this. No one's ever told me this, but think like, oh, you, you charge a lot or something like yeah. that. And it's like, bro, you have no idea yeah. how much time I have put into your personal design, your mm -hmm. tattoo. Like, it didn't just happen. Yeah. You know, there's hard work that happened years ago and there's hard work that happened a yeah. week ago to get this out. You yeah. know, it's, it's a process and that's what you're paying for. You're paying for that whole thing and the ambiance and you're like, yep. you know. It's, it's a whole package thing because a lot of people uh, don't understand, like, uh, you know, I've been doing content creation myself for three years and I've gotten better. Like, damn, Jimmy, you do this, you do that. I'm like, dude, I, you know how much time I've taken away from my family or friends or whatever to learn how to do this, to learn how to do that, to add to my toolbox that once people see it, like, oh, fucking, you're just doing all that. Like, yeah, but you understand how much time and effort I've taken a way to get better at this to do this absolutely you know what i mean a lot of people like well oh yeah that's that must be nice like bitch yeah. <laughs> that must be nice like Real nice yeah you know how you were saying like when it comes to uh you know you're more personalized when it comes to your style and your and your with tattooing it's not like here just pick this off the wall and i'm just gonna fucking trace it i try to avoid those um i i don't typically want to do that because it's it has no reflection of like what i can do mm -hmm. and um I it's mean, not that you can't do it it's not that i can't do it i can do it yeah it's just more of a selectivity of and then there's also that whole thing of like artistry while well, somebody else drew it and you got to mm -hmm. give them credit and it's just the whole thing but um back to your question about balance i think that in the last two and three years i've switched up my mentality about working um I think because for me, I love this work, but I don't think it should fill my entire life. Yeah. And I think the best parts of me are able to be here when I take care of myself, mm -hmm. when I take care of my family. Um, and if I don't do that, then I'm actually neglecting like being here because I'm burnt out. Yeah. And I've burnt out many times. Mm -hmm throughout the past years and I, I have to take some time off and like recalibrate and and it sucks because in my back of my head I'm thinking I'm losing money I'm yep. losing money I'm purging money like yeah. I should be working yeah. but that's just this hustler mentality that I don't feel resonates with me anymore yeah it's kind of like you don't have to be selfish or greedy about your money yeah but like work hard yeah. and still make your money you know mm -hmm. there's like this fine little yeah we were, were talking about it yeah. before we, we started recording you don't it's need like to be greedy yeah like uh in, in my personal life as far as like you know a lot of people know i'm an it professional 
And that pays the bills. I'm not fucking dumb. That's going to pay my mortgage and shit like that. <laughs> fucking dumb. You know, right? And uh, I, uh, I, I love streaming and, you know, creating content and making reels and connecting with people. But at the same time, like having that balance and kind of sitting back that that I have to take care of myself, too, because like, you know, shout out to my wife. You know, she was like, you're not sleeping. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 you still get up and you still there, but you're like running yourself ragged. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm doing it. But how you were just mentioning like that fucking go, 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 go. Yeah. Like it's, it's it was always instilled in me because I was like, I remember at one time when we, where before I left, when we were all working together. I was working three jobs. Yeah. I was working 60 hour weeks. I wouldn't have a day off. I'd work Monday through Sunday. And I think I did it for like five months, but I was young. We were, you, you were talking were about it. We we're young and I could just do that. But nowadays I'm like, fuck, like I have to balance out all the different things that I have going in my life because I don't want to lack being a husband. I don't want to be lack and being a shitty father. I don't want to just overdo this or I have to keep up with my IT, uh, like, terminology and things that are happening with my work you know even though that's not like my passion i'm not stupid that that i i can't take all that into account and balance everything out and a lot of people just get so like uh you know blinded like they're on their their mission but they forget about a, a lot of other things yeah you know and yeah, you yeah. said that sometimes like sitting back and like fuck i gotta just chill for a second let me you know you said recalibrate reassess and a lot of people don't want to do that because they feel like if they do, they're losing out. Or they're, they're losing out or, or something's going to catch up to you. Mm -hmm. or Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. But also there's like this, this part that I'm learning personally in my own like journey and path right now is that you have to step back and give yourself the space to feel gratitude for how far you've come, for where you are. For how everything's going because it could be a lot worse you yep. know yeah um but you have to practice that gratitude to like ground you into your present moment because without that you're just running on fumes yeah. and there's no acknowledgement of of growth there's no acknowledgement of anything that you're doing really you're just on an autopilot thing and i don't think that's beneficial for anybody to be doing but but yeah like it has to be like the gratitude i remember a couple days ago, I mean, I don't do this enough for myself because I'm always in this like mode of it has to be done this way and, and it has to be done at this time, even though there's no real sense of urgency. Yeah, you um, put it on yourself. I put this pressure on myself to be this and do this and you have to make it look like this. Um, but I cleaned the shop and I sat back and realized, oh, my God. I did this. Yeah. Like, look where we are. Yeah, that Holy reflective shit. moment sometimes. Yeah what this is this i'm still beautiful. thinking that too i'm this like is, damn this is so insane you know even to like the plants because when i first came here um i didn't know shit about plants and uh, that was one of my coping mechanisms for my personal life to start learning how to take care of things and like help them grow and you know nourish them and all that and when i first started i really had like maybe four of them and it was a mess because <laughs> I didn't know how to take care of them. I didn't put the right soil in them. I didn't do like the things you were supposed to do because I didn't know and I didn't research it then. And I realized once things started dying or I had gnats flying around everywhere that I had to recalibrate and think, yeah. what do I have to do to learn how to do this? So I bought a bunch of books. I read a bunch of things. And then um, I started learning how to take care of things. And now the shop is filled with plants. And, you know, some things die sometimes. Yeah. Like, that's just how life goes, man. 
But for the most part, I mean, you can see that a lot of them are thriving yeah. because I did the research, yeah. what they needed, like how they grow, what kind of food they like, you know, like there's a whole list of things. And I think we're all like that too. We need to figure out ourselves and what we need and just what we are happy with. And yeah. I mean, like, it's just introspective things that I feel like everyone should take a moment and a pause to kind of figure out. And it, it, it's cool that you say that, that you're talking about that right now. It has nothing to do with what we're having a conversation about tattooing a business owner. But the fact that you took time and I want to say maybe it was like a therapeutic thing for you to like to learn something different outside of that. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, we never stop learning regardless of what it is. It, it might not be geared toward... Um, you know, what we're pursuing or passion or work or whatever. But sometimes learning something apart from that has nothing to do with what you got going on is pretty cool sometimes. No, yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it like, wow, I never thought I'd fucking sit there and talk about plants like that. Hmm, holy yeah. shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. It gives you like an extra. Um, so there's like these terms in psychology where there's like traumas and then there's like glimmers. And glimmers are like the good part of things that happen throughout your day that are like smaller. Um that you probably wouldn't have noticed, but that are good, mm -hmm. inherently good. And I feel like plants are those glimmers. For nice. Me. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's cool. No, I like that. It, it, that's the thing. It's like, that's for you. That's something that, that helps you deal with everything you got going on. Just even though it's not directed into making money or keeping the shop running or, uh, you know, learning more into your craft like that, just that, the ambiance, obviously, it's, it's cool because of that. You know, I, I like seeing the plants and it looks awesome in here because of that. So, you know, going on to the, you know, the business, how you've been open for three years and you're you're doing well. Where do you see like yourself as like an owner, as an artist individually? Do you want it be bigger? Do you are you comfortable with the workload that you're at now or what you're pursuing like? What's an ideal future for your shop and yourself as a tattoo artist? Um, you know, I'm kind of a little more in the headspace of not trying to think too far ahead just because um, I feel like I have this thing where if you go too far, then it, you know, another shoe is going to drop and like, gonna fuck up that plan that you had mm -hmm. it, so kind of like staying more in the present for me is where i'm trying to be more um but I, I would love to you know keep this space indefinitely because it allows me to do what i do and do it well in an environment that i want to be in um so i think that's really more of the goal like just to be able to maintain and keep it polished and keep my work polished yeah and, um, because, you know, I am working by myself, but the whole thing is that there's always trends and there's always, um, things and the beauty of social media and online things is that we have access to everything mm -hmm. at our hands. And so we're able to see what somebody in the UK is doing or somebody across the country is doing. And so we're able to be like, okay, I want my level to be at their level. Mm -hmm. And so we're still trying to raise the bar, even if we're not around other people. And yeah. I, I think that's a misconception where people think like you have to be around other people to learn things. Yeah. And iron iron sharpened iron kind of thing. It's not true mm -hmm. because I've seen many people that are around a bunch of people that are good and they never got better. Yeah. And they've been doing this for 20 years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like no one in particular, but 
Yeah. <laughs> but it just doesn't happen because they don't have the application yeah. to be able to do it or the drive or the awareness. You yeah. Know? Like it's like the self-awareness that we all have to have. Um, so I think, I think right now is more like just enjoying where I'm at, trying to stay present in everything that's happening, be grateful for it. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody always asks me like, are you going to hire people? Are you going to put people on? And, I love my solitude. You yeah, know? it's just—it's it, crazy the the that you've been in that the chaos of different shops and have the the atmosphere because there's different uh, personalities and things like that to deal with on a daily basis. But the the fact that you work alone at your own pace, you can put whatever music you want, you can change the temperature wherever you want, yes. you can schedule <laughs> whenever you want. The, having those. Makes you, yeah, makes you a better artist in your own right, the way you want to pursue it. And I think that's cool. And I respect the fuck out of that because like, yeah, I could probably have one or two people in here when I'm not here and, and making money, but it's not, I don't want that for the atmosphere that I have and what I bring. And I think that's kind of cool that you're like, yeah, I mean, I could, but I don't want to, that's not my, my goal or what, yeah, what I'm going it, to. It's like this acceptance too, that I've been trying to, um, understand about myself because you know when you have like people in your ear telling you you should do this you should do that you should do this and it's like not in you mm -hmm. that's how you screw yourself over by acting on what somebody else said and like oh yeah that's how it's supposed to be and and it's not yeah it's, it's not even their experience like they saw you for two seconds and thought give you their two cents yeah. you know and you're gonna deal with this for the next year mm -hmm. and i feel like uh, you have to be able to acknowledge that part of it like that's not your thing and that's okay mm -hmm. like like this stuff is your thing right now and it's like gonna be keep growing and keep moving and stuff and if anyone's telling you something different i mean just don't listen to them because yeah. that's not their thing yeah they're just inputting themselves for a second and then bouncing and yeah. they don't have to do anything i like how people will always have an opinion with, with so they have no idea about <laughs> yes yeah, it's just like, well, why don't you do this? Like, bitch, like, I, I could you if I wanted to, yeah, I guess, but it's not so, it's not something that I'll, that, that's, I'm gravitating toward or a goal to. So, yeah, <laughs> like, like, bitch, of course, just like, I, like, what are the stupid, uh, uh, opinions like asshole everybody has one? It's everybody true. Has one, you know yeah. what I mean? I had family tell me, don't open this place yeah. during the pandemic. Don't do it. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to fail. Yeah. And it's like, shut up. You don't even yeah. know what I do. Yeah. First of all, you don't, you don't know what I do. Yeah. You don't know how I am with people. You don't know because mm -hmm. you don't get that side of me. Exactly. So, I mean, sorry, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, bye. Yeah. I like how you said that too. Cause like with the whole, I mean, cause I've been, you know, I was streaming first and I, you know, I still stream and I make content. I'm doing podcasting. And a lot of people are like, well, what are you doing with like, it just like, you don't get like when people see me on camera or I have conversations, they're like, like they don't get to see that side of me because they're not around me when it comes to that aspect. You know, a lot of people don't see me when I'm a father. A lot of people don't see me when I'm at work. So, you know, a lot of people get tripped out when I'm at work. I'm Jaime. They're like, what? Your name is Jaime. Yeah. yeah. I'm, when I'm at work, I'm Jaime. I got out. You know, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it, but there's the thing is like, there's like, a lot of different spaces that people don't get to see, but when you're in your zone, you know, being an artist, being a business owner, you, you have certain um, focus and certain ways that you are. And a lot of people don't see that. So they don't give you the credit because they just see you as, Oh, I've known Alyssa for X amount of years. She's, she's so nice and dorky and being like, bitch like this. 
she's been fucking having a business. She's had clientele. I just like, but they don't see that in you. They like, like people, it, but that's the thing is like, they just assume, but they don't know. They don't know. I think it also has to be like reflective of how capable they are of seeing you where you're at, because some people want to see you where they met you mm-hmm. because they haven't grown any. And in their mind, you're still that person. Yeah. Well said. And we're not. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing it right, you shouldn't be that same yeah. person. If you're doing it wrong. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's the thing. Story. A lot of people get complacent whatever they do. Like, um, where I used to work at different places, I'm like, oh, I've been here 15 years. I'm all doing the same damn thing. Uh, shit, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but for me, uh, just yeah, exactly. yeah, just for Personally, me, like you know, I see myself, you know, in this lane or doing this or doing that, and and uh, it's it's cool because we're always ever learning. So you know, leading to my next question, like somebody. Specifically, you know, for a female that wants to get into it to be into tattooing, you know, like what are some of the things that you could look back and think about if I would have done this a little sooner, it would have helped me if I would have not done this, I would have done better. So like somebody who might be getting into the space as far as being an artist, you know, specific more of a female, like what are some of the things that you could look back and think about that that helped you or didn't help you or what you could change that could help you move on? Obviously. You've gone through a lot of different things and you wouldn't change it. But if somebody right. was like, hey, do this, don't do that. Don't worry about this. Worry about this and things like that. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I would necessarily change it because the trajectory of where you are or were determines, you know, where you're at. So it kind of like domino effect. Right. Um, I think for female artists in, in particular, what I've had to deal with. Unfortunately, were men who would take advantage of their position of power. And um, if I could talk to myself, you know, when I was in my 20s, I would I would say, like, don't take that shit. It's not something you have to take. But uh, I think then I was so young and so dumb and so like. You know, like you're naive and you didn't I was know so any better. Naive and I just thought, you know, this is how the world works. Yeah. And surprise, that is not how the world should work. Mm-hmm. Um, like people being able to like sexually assault you is not how the world should work. Um, and that's just not that's not okay. Like none of that's okay. None of it's acceptable. Um, that's like one of the main things for me that I had an issue with, or with people who would um, pretend to be really cool with you. And they really just want to like hook up with you. Yeah. And that's something that men don't have to worry about in yeah. this industry or in a lot of industries, you yeah. know, like it's a, uh, it's perfectly okay to want to feel safe where you are. And I think that not enough places offer that um, safety. For like a female artist. For a female artist. Yeah. It's just not like you just have to like put up with it or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, boys are being boys yeah. or oh my god that happened why did you let him yeah and it's like no like i didn't do anything what do you mean like it's always like this victim shaming and um i think for females it's so hard and i hope it's changing because like i've been in this whole industry for 10 years right so i'm hoping it's changing but i know that change is slow sometimes uh because i don't want that for anybody else yeah 
that's just so shitty, man. Yeah. Like, so like if if you feel like you're in a place where it's kind of like that, it's probably leave. one in like one of the best places to to grow at. Yeah. Because yeah, you you shouldn't have to deal with that. You should be more focused on the job. At yeah. Because I I've never had to you know I've never had to show up anywhere at work and have to worry about you know being sexually assaulted or making little comments and shit like that. You know I just as a male. That's something that we don't think about. And it's true, you know, for a lot of females and whatever, a lot of different aspects in life, whatever, you know what I mean? Especially in male dominant uh, uh, careers, which I see it all the time. I remember when I was in IT and I would be traveling, you know, there was a girl. A lot of guys would be all weird. Mm-hmm. I said, are just like, it's a girl. That can do That's what we it. do. It's it. But yeah. that was the thing is that I was always around a lot of females that were doing different things and things like that. And my mom raised me, obviously, not to be an asshole. And, and not everybody's and, yeah, <laughs> right. And, but they, people would get weirded out. Like she's the IT manager. Like, what do you mean? Like, obviously she's there for a reason. You know, she's knowledgeable, educated, and things like that. You think if she wasn't and didn't want to be here, she'd be here. She'd probably be somewhere else. So it, I'm glad you say that. And it sucks that that happens, and I'm sure it still does. You know, God, I, you know, it has to, right? Like mm-hmm. that's just that's the world we live in. But mm-hmm. it doesn't have to. I guess my point is like. You don't have to stay wherever you're starting or where you're at. Yeah. Shit like that is happening to you and you shouldn't stand for it. You know, you should say something and mm-hmm. speak up. And and I think that's it's 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 problematic because, you know, then you have people saying, well, it's his word against hers. Yeah. And, and what if she's lying? And what yeah. if, you know, she's she just wants her fame. She wants her 10 seconds of fame or she wants to just, you yeah, know, cause some, it, him up and- at, at the same time, let, let's, let, we'll be honest that there's some girls that will take advantage of it in certain ways that, you know, it could work in their benefit, right, right, but right, they right. shouldn't, it, but for the girls that, you know, artists that are coming up, they are in a tattoo shop right. that don't feel safe. It's not okay to be safe. You should be working on the, the, your craft and yeah. the procedure right. and, and things like that. Cause a lot of things, I'm sure you've learned over time is like there's a lot of things that go into a tattoo session. It's not like you just show up and uh, you just start tattooing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. A no. lot of people don't think about that kind of shit. Yeah, and you know, also that like if you're a female artist and you have a client that, you know, tries to do some stupid shit with you that's really inappropriate, like stop that session and tell them to leave. Yeah. Like whoever it is, regardless of gender, you know, if it's inappropriate, it's inappropriate. And you don't yeah. have to stand for that shit. You yeah. don't have to finish the tattoo. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, and I and I had a guy like put his hand up my thigh and I didn't know. Like mm-hmm. you stop and yeah. you kick them out. Yeah. And that's it. You know? Instead in my head I was thinking, fuck, like my boss is gonna think that I screwed up. He's not gonna like be happy with me. I had to make this amount of money from this person and I didn't. If I kick him out, then I won't make that money. Yeah. Like there was a lot of things happening because you know, in the past, other things would happen and no one would have my back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of being a female artist that men don't fucking understand. Yeah. Like, safety is so important. And that's the whole reason why this place is like, has to be a safe haven. Like mm-hmm. for me and for clients. Like, it's yeah. not. Like nobody that ha- that wants to do any weird shit is welcome here. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, it's and, not and for that. Exactly. Just like here, I'm here to provide a service because I want to with something that I could you hopefully be happy with. Once we're done, and the last thing I want is for you to feel uncomfortable with me, if you're uncomfortable, you know, things. So, for a lot of artists coming up, you would say just, you know, focus on what you need to focus on as far as, you know, getting better at your craft and your art, keeping up with the times. But if it's a place that you don't see yourself being safe or 
people aren't like honestly trying to help you because I do believe in the iron sharpen iron, you know, because I but this is just me from my perspective, because I mean, I grew up playing sports and shit like that. So when somebody's doing good, you want to do good and right. kind of like the same thing. And then but sometimes it might just be different like that. But when once I started doing this content creation thing, there's a lot of times where people want you to do good and they don't, but they still want you to fail. Oh, yeah. But they don't want you to be better than them. Yeah, be better than them. Or they want to make sure that, yeah, good job. You're doing good. You're doing good. Be like, damn, this bitch is fucking getting good. Either that realizes, like, fuck, I got to get on my shit. Cause sometimes you might have the wrong type of people uh, around you, like being the yes, the yes people. And, you know, they don't have your best interests and vice versa. Because when I work with people, I, or like one of the biggest things with social media and is everybody wants to follow everybody, you know, just to say they have a follow, but who genuinely like is pulling for somebody. Yeah. And, and over time you learn that by being in the, in the position that you're in now that you're a business owner, you see other business owners who reach out or talk to you be like, Hey, you know, it's dope. You're doing this or other artists that used to work with that. Hey, I see you that, you know, from afar or whatever, like that's the kind of the, the people that I want to talk to and relate to because there's so much negative things in this world and people making excuses or they feel entitled because of certain things. It's just like, I'm not in that space anymore. Like I'm trying to be a good father, a good husband, a good IT professional. I, this thing that I'm pursuing, I want to be good at it. I'm not half-assing anything anymore. And you said earlier, like we only have so much time that nothing's fucking guaranteed. So if I'm going to leave a mark on this world, I want to make sure that I didn't waste any more time. Like I used to in my twenties. I'm like, damn, I was fucking drinking and doing this <laughs> and partying. And I don't regret it. Cause it's made me who I am now. Yeah. You have to go yeah. through stages. And know? I think, but the realization was like, when you sit back and you're like, all right, I can't do this shit all the time and shit like that. And you know, one thing that I've, uh, I've been more uh, cautious about is m my health a lot more. Like, once you know, you're in your 30s. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm 38 now, and I'm almost getting into my 40s. And people are like, you're 38? I'm like, yeah, I fucking feel amazing. <laughs> I, I just, I feel like more the people that I'm around and surrounded with, we're all pulling for each other in different ways, regardless of what it is in life. Like, if everybody's pursuing um, doing this or doing that, having those right type of people, like, you know, telling you good shit is a good thing. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I, it's cool because no, your support you know, system. Yeah, the important. support system. You know, you don't have to be there or talk to each other all the time and shit like that. But you know, it, it's good to know that people are in your corner or on your side for the right types of reasons. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think like an important um, thing everybody should be aware of, and and this is something that I'm having to unlearn of bad bad habits and relearn is that there's enough for everyone. Yeah. More than enough. Yep. We're a huge city, you know? Yep. Like, there's more than enough for everybody to be successful if you yep. all want to be. Yep. Like, yep. We, can, we can all do it at the same time, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have to be, like, you know, everybody shit talks, I think. Yeah. Uh, if you say you don't, you're a liar. But. Yeah. No, yeah. But that's the thing, too. And I, I can relate to this with the content creation thing. It's just, like, uh, I, I've said this, and I've talked to other art, uh, content art, content career, uh, really, like content creators, but it's kind of like, I want everybody to eat, but I'm not going to fix your plate. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Don't hate on me that I'm doing this and doing that or not seeing you or like everybody's in their own lane and moving in their own speed. So a lot of people were like, damn, I'm doing all this. You don't say what's up. You don't give me my props. Like, dude, you know what I mean? How many people are doing this that I wish I can go to everybody's stream? I wish I could like all their posts. Yeah. But the people that I know and I've gotten to know, we know what's up. 
You know what I mean? You know, I I don't need you to be telling me how great I am all the time. Yeah. If if we've had conversations on or off stream or played games or had podcast situations or even hung out, like I know the type of people that are pulling for me in different ways and it's cool. And the people that aren't, I'm not worried about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people get so caught up of like like of worrying about the people that they don't have or not they wish they had people uh rooting for them and they're not you know and you said earlier sometimes family and friends as much as you would want them to be there and understand they they don't understand and it took me uh took me about a year and a half to understand that like my closest friends and family don't know what the fuck i'm doing and it's okay (laughs) yeah it's okay it's okay like i don't i they don't need to know if they want to know and ask it's cool but like for you to expect certain uh support from people or friends and family you know just like uh, that's when you start getting caught up and like worrying about shit that you can't control. Right. And like your support, I mean, your success does not depend on somebody else's opinion exactly. or support of mm-hmm. you because mm-hmm. you're still going to do it regardless. You mm-hmm. know? And I, I like how you said that too. That's cool, man. So with that being said, plug yourself, let everybody know where we could find you, you know, oh, your Instagram, like you have a website, what other thing? Cause you know, there's other things in here that you do as well, aside from uh, tattooing. So talk about some of the other things that, that you do. So in, I want to say it was 2019, like right before the pandemic hit, I decided to have a different creative outlet. And um, I started making candles and um, it was so much fun and so therapeutic. And so um, it's just a new thing to learn. And I like learning new things and trying to get good at them, you know. Some things are not always that successful, but yeah, so I started making candles. And then once I opened this place, well, actually, I also had some ointment that I was making for healing my tattoos that I were creating. That I was oh, creating nice. On people. Um, so I saw that there was like a bunch of different products out there and um, I read, you know, labels of things and it all had this like very chemical based just can't stuff. even pronounce the can't fucking pronounce name. It. You have no idea what the fuck it is um, that you're putting on open skin. And it kind of it kind of drove me to decide, like, I'm going to make my own formula of this specific salve that basically, like, heals tattoos. Some people, like, if you're allergic to, co- like, read the labels, guys. If you're allergic to something specifically, like a tree nut allergy or something, you know, not to use it or eat it or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, for salves, people that are allergic to coconut do not use my salve. Um, yeah. <laughs> just don't do it because, uh, you know, but everybody else that is like totally cool with all these natural ingredients, they give me feedback and they're like, it healed great. Like nice. no issues. Everything was really fast. It was moisturized. It was the easiest healing I've ever had. That's you know? dope. And so then after that, I decided, OK, I made this. Now I'm going to make something to clean them with. Nice. So I started formulating these things and ideas and um, I decided uh, and and kind of created this uh, tattoo soap. And so I know a lot of people like the sticky Saniderm, Tagaderm, whatever to heal your tattoos. But I 100 percent don't agree with that stuff. It's really like it's a glue, first of all, that's being put on an open skin. That's mm-hmm. like you just work four hours of yeah. punching color into Um everybody does their own thing but that's just not what my philosophy is on healing so i have salve i have soap um and it's out of love for making it i don't make a lot of money on it if anything i give it away Uh just because i want people's tattoos to heal well yeah 
Um, so it's a labor of love because it takes me time, effort. I make every label in here. Like I create everything, everything, everything. Mm-hmm. And people think like, oh, you order it from somewhere. Like, yeah. no, my hands. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a lot of thought process beforehand before I am able to make or create anything, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have a lot of that stuff here. Um, I restocked recently. So, you know, if any of my clients that come in in the next couple months, they have access, have access. to it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I have a website that's starting to be built. Uh, I'm trying to get some more photos of my actual products in there. But, you know, once I launch that, that'll be on my page. Right now, I really only work from my Instagram page, which is Ali Tattoos, A-L-Y-T-A-T-T-O-O-S. And that'll be at the bottom of the description, guys. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah. So that's that's really... Since I started, that was my main. And I like that you, when, um, I'm, I mean, I grew up on social media, like always, always <laughs> on Facebook and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But I've been more uh, aware since I started being in the content space. Like, there is a lot of different ways to reach different people and, you know, learn different things. And I saw that you started picking it up more and more <laughs> and you were putting more of your stuff out there and you started putting out your candles and the things that you were doing. I was like, fuck yeah. Because I wouldn't <laughs> even tell you, like, oh, good shit. Because that's like free, it's like free marketing and it's free. Because a lot of people can come across your stuff that would have never come across it if they weren't on your page or like, right. you know, yeah. and things like that. So it's a cool way to to put yourself out there. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy for you and mm. and you've been doing so well. I'm so proud of you. And, and I've known you for so long. You know, I think we've known each other like 13, 14 years, I want to say. I started with the city when I was. I legally started with the city when I was eighteen. Yeah, and I think that's where I met you. Yeah, and I was I was twenty two at that time or whatever. It's been like fourteen years. Yeah, because I remember you were at Delta and I was at at Tobin, and yeah, because I I because at that that time that's when the sports department started just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And there was just a lot, of, but there was always the Delta people. There was the, the Tobin people. And then yeah. when uh, all the, then we started helping with baseball and then volleyball and football. then we would football and we would cross paths and stuff like that. But yeah, we've known each other and it, it's cool seeing you grow from years. a young, a young lady to a, a mature young lady and, you know, Wild, huh? doing your do? thing. Right. <laughs> you know, and it, we've always had kind of conversations here and there. Cause you know, I, I always tell people when, when we have conversations, especially on podcasts, we're not the best of friends, but we've always kind of kept in touch and know what, what's going on in each other's lives. Yeah. And we might not, you know, hang out all the time, but, you know, we know what's, what's going on. And I've always appreciated your friendship. And every mm-hmm. every time that people ask me about the tattoo, I'm like, yeah, look, this bitch, she's pretty dope and shit like that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, I just uh, I'm so happy for you and, you know, keep doing your thing. And thank you, thank so you for much. the conversation. And if anybody got anything out of this, you know, fuck guys and tattoo shot. No, i <laughs> But, uh, you know, it just, oh, it's man. cool. I, I, I appreciate you sharing your story with, you know, a lot of people might, you know, get some, uh, some positive things out of it. Cause regardless, it might not be with tattooing or business owner, just like, Hey, all of us go through different things in life. And if you start talking to the right type of people, everybody has that kind of struggle or that kind of point in life to where like, fuck man, this sucks where I can't do this. And certain things happen in your life to where like, damn, you just push through it. And, and it's inspiring and, and I love seeing that you're doing so well with it and you know GG's on that shit thank you yes. I appreciate that so thank you guys for watching you guys know if you guys are watching this 
on YouTube or on Spotify. You can listen to the audio on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, we'll be doing more and more uh, guests outside of the gaming realm. And I hope you guys enjoy this that are coming in now. But uh, keep a lookout for my homie Alyssa on her Instagram. Check out her shop. It's beautiful. I'll be taking some pictures and stuff that you guys can check it out. But uh, thank you guys for your time and continuing support. You know, until for me and my friend, Miss Alisa. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thank you. Bye. Peace out, homies.